Exodus chapter 21. Remember, they're still at the mount. The Lord's still giving commandment there. He's, he's using this mediary Moses to communicate to the people. In verse, 20, in verse 1 it says, Now these are the judgments which thou shalt set before them, them being Israel, thou being Moses, the Lord speaking. Now we've made it all the way to verse number 17. And the verse says, And he that curses his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. The past few messages we've had, we've seen in the book of Exodus chapter 21, there's a lot of practicality to it. Today, what is being addressed in verse 17, the title, Mouthing Off to Parents. Mouthing Off to Parents. Boy, what a subject for a child. There, there is no child that has never had a, a mouthing off fit toward their parents, save Jesus Christ alone. He, he never broke any, any of the laws. He couldn't. He, the, the, he could not sin. He would not sin. But mouthing off to parents, how serious is it? First of all, in your own heart, know that you're guilty. I'm guilty of this, and so are you. What is the seriousness of mouthing off or showing attitude by the mouth toward parents? Well, the seriousness before God is shall surely be put to death. That's how serious a matter this is. Has anybody ever been in public? And in public show a, a you, you see a child just having a fit and the parent try to restrain them and then the, the child turn and they're verbally disrespectful to their parents. Have you ever, has anybody not ever seen that? Well, you ever go to any place where there's a lot of kids you know, here in a couple of weeks, they're having the, the Friday night foot, first football game down here at Sills. There's going to be a lot of people down there. You're going to see chapter 21, verse 17 of Exodus on full display. Kids just mouthing off at their parents. When you see something like that, is it typically a pleasant experience or an unpleasant experience to witness it? It's unpleasant, isn't it? It's unpleasant. As, as parents, you know, we kind of have a camaraderie among one another. We, we hate to see other parents being, being uh, mouthed to like that, mouthy, you know, the kids being mouthy to them. And also, it's unpleasant on behalf of the child because you see that raw sin nature in a child when they mouth off to their parents. It's unpleasant. It's unpleasant to witness. It's unpleasant to take part of. The child, the child, do they come across as a godly person, a submissive person, a reverent person in any way? No, they don't. And does the child give the parent a glow of honor or a blessing? Or, or does, does, the, does the parent feel as though they're respected and admired and reverenced as a parent? Well, no, they don't. No, they don't. Can anyone honestly say then that, uh, that knowing this and seeing the and I say unpleasantness like it's no light thing. But can anyone honestly say that they're guiltless on the subject of mouthing off or cursing his father or his mother? The answer is no. I'm going to answer for you. The answer is no. Sometimes children think, well, I got a good reason to talk to my parents this way. I have a good re as long as I have a good reason, I can do that. Does it say, he that curseth his father and his mother without a reason, without a cause, 
Shall surely be put to death? No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just like when we read in verse 16, if you're stealing a man or selling him or keeping him, it doesn't matter why you got him. Child, it doesn't matter why you curse your father or your mother. By this, in the, Jude- the, the old Mosaic law, the Levitical law, death was, uh, was coming. Death was there. It doesn't matter if you had a reason or not. All guilty. Everyone is guilty of this. Save the Lord Jesus Christ himself, who was without sin. Look, in, if you would, in Psalm, in the book of Psalm. Oh, well, no, I was a good little boy. I was a good little Jenny or Jimmy. Psalm 58. Psalm 58. And verse number 3. The wicked are estranged from God. Estranged, rather, from the womb. They go astray as soon as they are born, speaking lies. Mouthing off. I love all three of my kids, and from the day they were born, ah! Mouthing off at their parents, lying. Well, you know, lies not mouthing off. Oh, really? What does that mean? Curse. To call as light or trifling or of little of account. To esteem lightly. To consider despicable or hold in contempt or dishonor. To consider vile or low or lowly esteemed. Esteemed. Disrespected. When a child, again, not knowing a language other than screams, esteems themselves higher than their parents, their needs are higher than others. So even, even from birth, one cannot help themselves but coming forth, wicked, depraved, screaming lies. And it only gets worse from there. As our minds mature and we develop intent and, and, and our, our hearts being desperately wicked, every single person, even saved children, mouth off to their parents. They question this, they question that. Everyone is guilty. Everyone is guilty. If you recall back in verse 15, he says, And he that smiteth his father or his mother, he shall surely be put to death. Yes, smiting, there's a possibility of death there, but, but the smiting has to do either with a fist or a stick or some object that they die not. So we've covered all the bases here. Murder, physical violence, and now verbal assault. Verbal assault. Smiting with the mouth. You see in all this, you have in all creation, in the formation of the family... You see the responsibility, as the Apostle Paul wrote in the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6, the responsibility of a child toward their, their, their parent. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Sometimes children, and I say this as a person who, who am a child, sometimes we have a way of standing up on the inside but sitting down on the outside. That, with, that we obey according to, to, to the, the checking of the box, but our, our hearts and even our mouths are disgruntled. Kids, your parents ever tell you to clean your room and you go do it, but you're huffing and puffing the whole way down the hallway? That qualifies. Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Then it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest live long on the earth. It is, it is the role of the child to submit themselves to their parents in the Lord. 
That's the role of the, of the child. The mouthing off then is a product. What The things that defile the man come out of the mouth, not go in the mouth. That's what the Lord Jesus Christ said, the things that come out, right? Out of the abundance of the heart, things come out. So then someone who is obedient by the checking of the box but they're from the heart, they rebel against their parent and they sigh even, but making noises even. Well, that's a condition of the heart, that rebellion. The parent's role, verse 4 of Ephesians chapter 6, and you fathers, why, does he say fa- why doesn't he say fathers and mothers? Why does he say you fathers? Because the father, being the head of household, is responsible by the, to the flow of, of the household. So the fathers provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So the responsibility of the parent, specifically the, the dad, the father, is to indeed lead in the things of God. And the child then would obey that parent in those things. That's the role of the parent, the child. That was the role before the law of Adam and Eve toward Cain, Abel, and Seth. In the garden, they were to teach them, this is who we are, that is who God is, this is how we worship and live before God. Evidently, Cain had rebelled against what his mom and dad had told told him. So even he had, had had a cursing of his parents, thought little of their instruction. It's the role of, again, particularly the dad, to lead in the paths of righteousness. The immediate example for those there at Sinai, if you would go back to Exodus chapter 10. Exodus chapter 10, verses 1 and 2. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go in unto Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the heart of his servants, that I might show these my signs before him, and that they mayest tell in the ears of thy son and of thy son's son what things I have brought in Egypt. And my signs which I have done among them, that you may know how that I am the Lord. Moses was told specifically and individually, but to be an example unto Israel, that the dad was to teach and to lead the children in the home to trust the Lord and do what he says. Chapter 12, verses 13 and 14. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. And this day shall be unto you for a memorial, and ye shall keep it a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. Well, how would they? Because men would lead in the home. You shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. So I'm going to cite some other verses, but where was the breakdown? If the, if the parents continually taught their children, there must have been at least a generation that said, you know what? We don't believe that. We're going, we, we don't honor your teachings, parents. We're going to trust in something else. Cursing their parents by the mouth. Chapter 12, verses 26 through 28. And it shall come to pass when your children shall say unto you, What mean ye by this service? Now it's okay and really preferred if y'all ask questions. Children, ask questions. And, and not in a way that demeans your parents at all. Sometimes Layla, and she's learning this, she's getting better at it, but she has a way of asking a question that is demeaning to Jill and I. And I have her reword her question and, and, and have it smothered in respect. Not why this, why that, but I need help. I don't understand. Please help. 
It's okay to ask questions. It's actually preferred to ask questions if there's lack of understanding. That ye shall say it is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover, it's verse 27, who passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt when he smote the Egyptians and delivered our houses, and the people bowed the head and worshipped, and the children of Israel went away and did as the Lord commanded Moses and Aaron. So did they. So notice when kids have questions, the parents have responsibility to give godly answers. You see that? Then also in chapter 20, chapter 20, verses 22 through 24. Exodus chapter 20, verses 22 through 24. And the Lord said unto Moses, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, Ye have seen that I have talked with you from heaven. And ye shall not make me gods of silver, neither shall ye make unto you gods of gold. An altar of earth shalt thou make thou shalt make unto me, and thou shalt sacrifice to them thy burnt offerings, and thy peace offerings, thy sheep, and thine oxen. In all places where I accord my name, I will come unto thee, and I will bless thee. So it's talking about the perpetuity there of the children of Israel. But he told them to, to, to make haste away from idolatry and to serve the one true living God. And, and how quickly did the children of Israel curse their mom and dad? Straight away from Sinai, even at the foot, they made them things of gold, didn't they? Take off your earrings, take off your bracelets and your rings. We'll make a calf. These be the gods that have brought thee out of the land of Egypt. So quickly, quickly you can see how that a child may curse a parent, but the responsibility both of the parent and the child. You see the response of a wise son. If a parent, their duty is to lead in the, in, in the, the study and response to God's word in the home. That's right. Then a son, a wise son, will hear these things. Look over, if you would, in Proverbs chapter 1. I believe God has given us the institution of the family that, that his name would be promoted. If you boil it all down, it's that his name would be promoted. The wise son, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 5. A wise man will hear and will increase in learning. A wise son will hear his parents and increase in learning. And a man of understanding will attain unto wise counsels. To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fools despise wisdom and instruction. That word instruction also means correction. So a fool, a fool, a fool will curse those that bring wisdom, particularly their parents. My son, hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother. For there shall be an ornament of grace under thy head. That's where your brain is, in your head. And a chain about thy neck. So something hanging from your neck will be would rest right over your heart. So a mind issue, a heart issue is addressed in the wise son that does receive instruction from his parent. Chapter 13 of the book of Proverbs says much the same thing. A wise son, chapter 13 and verse 1. A, a wise son heareth his father's instruction, but a scorner heareth not rebuke. You could also hear that a, a scorner curses those that would rebuke them or correct them. Yep, exactly. How about the response? Okay, if a wise son hears a father's instruction, if a wise son can be taught of his father and a father is teaching 
his children. What is this person who is called a fool by the word of God cursing his parent? Again, we read in in Proverbs chapter the, the chapter the first chapter uh, in verse seven. He says, "Fools despise wisdom and instruction," and that comes from all angles, but particularly the instruction and wisdom of a parent. If you look in Proverbs chapter twelve and verse one. Whoso loveth instruction loveth knowledge, but he that hateth reproof or correction is brutish. A translation of that word brutish, not my word. The word is stupid. That's a dumb thing to do. It's a for someone to give instruct to be given instruction and hate it and resist it, that's a dumb thing to do. Go back to your text. And he that curseth his father and his mother shall surely be put to death. The response of a wise son is to hear his father and love his father and and to submit himself, obey himself to his father and to his mother. That's what a wise son will do. A person who is foolish will resist and will curse and will gnash and think that he's right in his own eyes and will just be generally unruly. Again, the outcome is death. That word cursing, again, I'll give you the definition again of the word cursing. It means to call a slight, trifling, or of little account. Again, think about these children that you've seen. If you don't want to think about our own selves and circumstances that we've cursed our own parents, sometimes it's easier to see what's going on if you third party. I mean, you see see it active in some somebody else you think about when you've been to the dollar store and, and there's just a kid just fussing out and even cussing at their parents and that kind of stuff they consider their parents are not even equals that they're above their parents and they have to really tell what's going on there this has been really thrusted in in our in our society Brother Adam, you and I, when we were growing up, they had these shows, uh, Family Ties, the Cosby Show, all the all these shows where the kids knew better than their parents, and and they would they would navigate through life and supersede with their own ideas how life should go. That's a form of cursing their parent to consider insignificant or lightly esteemed. I know my mom and dad; they don't want me to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. To consider despicable or holding contempt or dishonor. Kids, you ever badmouth your parents? Huh? To consider vile or low or lowly esteemed, without respect, without honor. Listen to what Gil said. He said, though he does not smite them with his hand or with any instrument in it, yet if he smites them with his tongue reviles and reproaches them, speaks evil of them, wishes dreadful imprecations upon them, curses them by the name explained, even by Jehovah, wishing the Lord would curse them or his curse might be upon them. You ever heard a kid, and I have, you ever heard a kid use that phrase GD and then be talking to their parents? Yeah? Parents, have you ever had your child say some of the most hurtful things? Children, have you ever said such things? And you see the pain in your parents' eyes. Guilty of chapter 21, verse 17. 
Listen to what the Lord Jesus Christ says on the issue. If you would, please look over in Matthew chapter 15. Matthew chapter 15. This is something that even the religious get into. Matthew chapter 15. Look in verse verse, um, verse number 4. There's a parallel in Mark chapter 7, but we'll read the one from Matthew chapter 15. Matthew chapter 15 and verse 4. For God commanded, saying, Honor thy father and thy mother, and he that curseth father or mother, let him die the death. That's what we're reading about. Jesus Christ is speaking here, if you can't tell by, by the red lettering in your Bible. So is this, is this important for us to understand today? Is that just some kind of old Levite thing? Or is this something for us to understand today? But ye say, whosoever shall say to his father or mother, it is a gift by whatsoever thou mightest be, uh, be profited by me. In the, in the, the gospel according to Mark, he used the word raka. Okay. So what's he saying? It, it is a gift, meaning he doesn't have to uh, give uh, what is due unto his parents because he's dedicating the things that would be provisionary for his parent unto so-called the worship of God. So by their even behavior, they're cursing their, uh, their mother and their father and at the same time thinking they're doing religious service. He says, in honor not his father or his mother, he shall be free. You think you can do this. Thus have you made the commandment of God of none effect by your tradition. People being so religious and yet dishonoring their mother and father and even cursing them according to the law. He says, ye hypocrites. Look at Isaiah prophesy of you saying, this people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. So very religious, very religious. They were still cursing their parents, religiously dishonoring their parents, making the law of none effect. Sometimes when children grow up, they still hold grudges toward their parents. They do. I've met these people. And being a person, I've struggled with this myself. Just, just to let it all out there. But that is still a form of disrespect and dishonor against my parent. That's a sin against God. That's a sin against God to dishonor my Even as a grown person, for me to curse my mother or father or dishonor them in word and in deed, it's a sin against God. The people of Israel, look at this. When this was read, look, look at the book of Deuteronomy. We saw what the Lord Jesus Christ said. He said it's relevant in the New Testament era that you should honor your mother and father. And if you curse them, you'll die the death. In the book of Deuteronomy, when these people heard this, in Deuteronomy chapter 27, Deuteronomy chapter 27, and read verse 16 with me. 27 and verse 16. Cursed be he that removeth his... Let's see. Deuteronomy 27 verse 16. Cursed be he that setteth light by his father or mother. This isn't setting a candle next to him. Setting light is, is to hold them lightly esteemed. That's what he's saying. Cursed be he that setteth light by his father or his mother. And all the people shall say, Amen. The host, the congregation of Israel was in full agreement. 
that this thing was evil and punishable by death. They said it. Amen. Agreement. You see a generation of cursors. People that, oh yes, they see it. Oh, I, and you might be in this in this group. Oh, I see how that it's bad and in your mind making excuse why you do it. Well, you guess you had to be there. Again, there are no excuses for this. In Proverbs chapter 30, Proverbs, chapter 30 in the book of Proverbs, in verse 11, there is a generation that curseth their father and doth not bless their mother. I believe if ever there was a generation of such things, we live in that generation today. That, that this should be something that all people everywhere should agree on, that they should honor their mother and father, but it seems like the more agreement is that mom and dad really don't have it together. That mom and dad, they're worthy of being cursed. One curses by not blessing, showing honor or adoration. You, you, can, you can curse someone by, you can curse your parent by not adoring them, by not honoring them. You know, it's a form of cursing if, if your parent tells you to do something. Yeah. Versus yes, sir, no, sir. You see, you can see how with the mouth that that's a presentation of the heart, cursing your parent, showing dishonor, lightly esteeming them. Hey, come here. Hey, hey, child, name them, name them. Uh, come here. Oh, yeah, hang on a second. What? No, we're not. We're not. That's lightly esteeming your parent. That's a form of cursing your parent. Yeah, I'll, I'll be in there just a second. Let me, let me just finish this level of this game. Yeah, hang on, hang on a second. Shall surely be put to death. How serious. Honor brings long days and life upon the land. We read that in Exodus chapter 20, verse 12, and in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 3. You see, if, if the godly pattern is followed, that, that godly parents teach their children things pertaining to God and how to live after Him, and the child, well, parents can't save their ch kids, and you know that I believe that. I can't save my children. But children following after that, just in a practical living sense, there'll be less problems in life following the Word of God. Less problems. Long days in the land. He's telling Israel, your days will be long in the land. It will be good for you. Paul is saying the same thing to the New Testament, that, that you will live a prosperous life in the Lord. It doesn't guarantee a billion dollars, but it does guarantee a prosperous life in the Lord. Dishonoring them, then, logically brings death, destruction, and decay. How does one curse their parent? By not honoring God. How does one curse their parent? By not honoring God's provision of a parent. Just as much as God gave me my children, God gave my children me. It works both ways. By not honoring God's defined roles of parent-child, we're not equals, we're not friends. How does one uh, curse their parent? By not honoring and submitting to God's established pattern as a child. How does one curse their parent? By not honoring God, by adhering to instruction. Parents are to instruct according to the word of God, and children are to obey it. How does one curse their parent? By not honoring God, by honoring blessing or blessing their parent. 
yet rather cursing them and belittling them and holding them of low account or low esteem. How does one curse their parent? By not honoring God and rather despising instruction, instructors, and instructiveness, and they prefer I am. I am is their destructor. And I don't mean the great I am Jesus Christ. I mean that in themselves they say, I will be like the Most High. I will not have you rule rule over me. They despise. You notice that in every one of those deals, when someone curses their parent, it's ultimately because they dishonor God in their hearts. That's what it is. That's the issue. A dishonor of God in their hearts. Well, what are the consequences of mouthing off to parents? You know, when I was a kid, to this day, if someone waved a bar of ivory soap in front of me, I'm going to puke on you or try not to. Parents, we are to we are to chasten our children to get desired behavior with escalating force. Right? What does it say in the book of Hebrews? What does it say about chastening in the book of Hebrews? Look at it, if you would please, in Hebrews chapter twelve. Hebrews chapter 12. If you verse 7. Well, we can read verse 6. For whom the love Lord, uh, who, whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourges every son whom he received. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then ye are bastards and not sons. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh, which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. You see that? Reverence. We we submitted to them. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? For verily, uh, for a few days, chastened us after their own pleasure. What does that mean, after their own pleasure? That means to get the result I want, I chasten my kids. And if I don't get the result I want, then I do something else and bigger to get the result I want. To chasten them after my own pleasure. Not that I just love beating kids. Sometimes it's a word or a phrase, a look even sometimes. But what is that saying? It means that the parent ultimately in the home has the God-given right to chasten their children. According to the word of God, after our own pleasure, to fit to get the desired result. But he for our profit, that we might be betakers of his holiness. Now no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto, unto them which are exercised by thereby. Guess what? God does that too. He gets his desired result out of chastisement, out of his people. And they're exer- you know what exercise means, right? Exercise thereby, and it's not fun going through it. Nope. So then, a child that chastens, or excuse me, that curses their parent, there are different things that have those consequences to that. We read in Deuteronomy chapter 27, it said, Cursed be. 
meaning they'll be brought to loathing. It's not the same word as cursing in our text. It's a different word. It means they'll be brought to loathing. If a person is not corrected out of the, the terrible, sinful habit of cursing their parent, they usually won't turn out much in life. They'll be brought to loathing. That, that's what it says in Deuteronomy 27, 16. They'll be brought to loathing. You read all the way through the book of Proverbs, a person who just will not hear instruction, their life will end up in absolute mess. Be brought to loathing. How about destruction of the body? Proverbs chapter 30 and verse 17. Proverbs chapter 30 and verse 17. We read that one. Read it again, though. Refresh our minds. Chapter 30 and verse 17 of the book of Proverbs. Chapter 30 and verse 17. The eye that mocketh at his father and despiseth to obey his mother. The ravens out of the valley shall pluck, shall pick it out. And the young eagles shall eat it. Yes, this is a proverb. Yes, you have to understand the mystery and the dark sayings of this. And go back and, and, and understand chapter 1 of the book of Proverbs. Will, will your eyes literally be eaten out, every single person that, that, that curses his parents? No. But a person who continues in that cursing, that, that person yeah. will experience destruction of their body. That's right. That hateful and raging person against yeah. even their own parents, they will be come to loathing in their body. You'll see it. A hard life it is, those that curse their mother and father. How about death? Death is on the line. That's in our text. Shall surely be put to death. That's not exaggeration. That's not hyperbole. Don't try to spiritualize it. Death means death. They were to pick up stones and kill that person. For many reasons. Some sins are contagious. You teenagers, aren't sins contagious? You get around certain people and you start talking a certain way and it just builds and it 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 builds. Before you know it, you're in the middle of something and you're laughing and cutting up about stuff and then you think, oh my, how did I get here? God forgive me. Stamp it out. So if one of my children starts cursing at one of uh, their parents, I must make an example of them in front of the others. And I don't mean this in a hateful way. That's a loving thing to do. That is not how we behave. We don't, that's not how we behave. I do not want my children to literally die being children that curse at their parents and hold us in light esteem and will not receive instruction and they receive the full reward of their life. I don't want that. But what else? Like the old infomercials, but wait, there's more. Proverbs chapter 20. Proverbs chapter 20. Chapter 20 and verse 20. Whoso curseth his father or his mother, his lamp shall be put out in obscure darkness. What in the world does that mean? It's an indication that they're not saved. Whoa. Yeah, being brought to loathing in this life, it's pretty bad. 
and having destruction, you know, the evidence in our body, physical scars and injuries and that kind of stuff, that's pretty bad. Even dying, the wages of sin is death, and this is a sin, that's pretty bad. Read it again. 20, verse 20. Whoso curseth or continues of the mindset to curse or belittle or dishonor their parents, his father or his mother, his lamp shall be put out in obscure darkness. This is a soul cast in eternal judgment. It's an indication that the person is not saved. A wise son will hear instruction, right? Be a crown, an ornament of grace on their head and, and, a, and a necklace uh, or a, a, a chain on their neck, right? Head and heart matters. A wise son, a saved son, one who has experienced the grace of God and increases in learning, when those motions of cursing mother and father and belittling come upon us, my God, have mercy. I'm, uh, forgive me. Take these thoughts from me. May I hear wise counsel? You see, it's a lot bigger than just mouthing off. It's a lot more than just an, an emotional upset that's hardly restrained. It's a heart issue. It's a heart issue. Children of God, be honorable to your parents. Be honorable to your parents. And that includes me until the day I die that my that I honor my parents. I don't get to dishonor them when I get to be 18. That's not what 18 means. And by the way, that's just kind of a social rule. You can do whatever you want at 18. I can't find it in here. There's no end date for a, for a child to honor their mother and their father. There's no end date to that. Children, no mouthing off to parents or even thinking those things. Oh, it doesn't count. I didn't say it. I just thought it. Well, you know what the Lord thinks about that kind of stuff. You, you're angry at somebody. You've murdered them already. You look on a woman. You, you, you've done the act already. In your mind, you're muttering and all this kind of stuff about your parents. You've done it already. These are matters of the heart. Hear this instruction. See the seriousness. Trust the Lord and do what he says. How wonderful it is. Look, now we, we, we see, we see the, the, the press of the law. Think about this. How wonderful it is that God has given children, mothers and fathers, two different perspectives. Fathers sometimes with a, with a heavier hand. Sometimes mothers are more understanding. Whatever. But as, uh, two becoming one in the flesh that a child has a mother and father to give them instruction. I believe that's a grace that God has given us. He didn't just turn us out to our own. Hear instruction. Trust the Lord. Sinner, you've mouthed off to your parents. I know you have because I have. All of us have mouthed off to parents. But also, you notice that in mouthing off to parents, that it's really an issue of not honoring God. You have mouthed off to the Lord. I won't have him. I, I won't bow down to him. I won't do what he says. I'm going to do my own thing. When I was growing up, okay, so let me describe to you the church building where I was growing up. You've got the, when you first walk in the main door, you, you can walk straight in and there was a water cooler and off to the right there's bathrooms. Then you turn left and there's a hallway and then it comes into a larger room, which is the auditorium. I used to find myself a lot going back in that back hallway because I was thirsty and, and hanging out back there and drinking five or six cups of water. Is that is that me honoring or dishonoring the Lord? Say it out loud. Is that me honoring or dishonoring the Lord? 
Say it out loud. Come on, y'all. It's dishonor, right? Dishonor. To call the Lord slight or trifling or little of account. Yeah, I mean, I, we go to church all the time, but I really need to go do this or this or this. You know, this is really important. I'm really important. I just don't feel like going. I just don't feel like going. And one time, I can tell you that I didn't feel like going to church. And I purposely had left my play clothes on. Guess what? I still went to church. And I was disciplined for the irreverence and for not being ready. To lightly esteem the things of God. And to lightly esteem the parent who is leading in the things of God. To consider despicable or hold in contempt with dishonor. To consider vile or lowly. No, I know best. Sinner, do you see yourself in verse 17? Are you elevating yourself over your parent, cursing your father and your mother to promote self? That's exactly what's found there. What's the result? Loathing, bodily decay, death. And again, it is a presentation of one that is unsaved. You deserve to die the death. That's what it says. And he that curseth his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. What's it say in Romans chapter 6, verse 23? The wages of sin is death. But the gift of the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. This is a sin just like any other sin. The only way this sin must be handled by God is judgment for it every single time. Jesus Christ died for sinners. A pure exchange, the just for the unjust. When the Lord Jesus Christ was being crucified and the Father was judging him for my sins of those many types of sins that he was judged for me he was judged that I cursed my mother and father and showed dishonor and irreverence toward them specifically me and those sins how serious is it that one curses father or mother show them lightly esteemed it is eternally serious one that holds these positions of the heart and practices them, I can tell you by the word of God, that they're not saved. I encourage you to repent. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Experience so wonderful a salvation as Jesus Christ. He alone can save from sin. May the Lord bless the preaching of his word.